it's simple. Shipping, logistics, capacity, access. We are connecting America's heartland to the rest of the world. It's not just about shipping. It's a story about how we're constantly innovating, how we move our products around the world. Cleveland is a port city. We've always been a port city. This is Great Lakes Forward. Welcome to Season 2 of Great Lakes Forward. I'm Jay Davis, Port of Cleveland Vice President of External Affairs. I'm welcomed here this episode with Dave Gutau, our Chief Commercial Officer here at the Port of Cleveland, and welcoming back our CEO, Will Friedman, to the Great Lakes Forward podcast. We want to discuss today the pandemic that we're all dealing with, COVID-19. COVID-19 has impacted Port of Cleveland operations on all levels. One such instance is we're recording this podcast right now via GoToMeeting rather than doing it in person or studios in order to make sure we acquiesce to the social distancing guidelines set forth by the state of Ohio, also to the behest of the Centers for Disease Control and our federal government as well. The Port of Cleveland is taking various precautions to deal with the COVID-19 crisis in our operations. And we wanted to make sure that we brought in our Chief Commercial Officer, Dave Lutow, to discuss not only just what we're doing here at the Port of Cleveland, but also how this is going to impact the flow of cargoes that's going to come to and from our docks throughout the 2020 shipping season. Just to provide a quick recap on just some of the things we're doing at the Port of Cleveland to combat the COVID crisis and to keep staff and to keep stakeholders safe in and around the port. So we're following the CDC protocols and the state of Ohio Department of Health protocols, and specifically the Cleveland Department of Health protocols, because that's where we, we do operate right in downtown Cleveland, right on Lake Erie. And again, we want to make sure that we're continuing to be the force of economic development here in our region throughout this process and not hinder any recovery from health and the wealth of the region. So essentially, we're focusing, working closely with the U.S. Coast Guard and Customs in order to make sure that we can have ships in to port, also making sure that we're working with them to clear any cargoes and things like that and to safely get those loaded and unloaded, and making sure our staff and also our terminal operator Logistech is operating everything within all the required health and safety guidelines for the COVID-19 pandemic. So, Dave, I uh, just wanted to first say thanks again for joining. Thanks for calling in to Great Lakes Forward. This is your first time on the show. Uh, we really appreciate you taking the time out uh, to come on here. And I just want to give you an opportunity just to provide a little bit about your background and also to provide a perspective about how this is affecting the supply chain for the Port of Cleveland. Sure. Thanks for having me, Jade, and welcome to all the listeners of the, of the podcast. So my background before I came to the Port of Cleveland, it's been almost 10 years now, has been entirely in transportation in one form or another, from trucking to international logistics, warehousing and distribution, railroad, a number of different avenues. So I've been at the Port here 10 years and glad to be joining the, the podcast. 
regarding what we're doing from a COVID-19 situation, as you had mentioned before, we're working very closely with Logistec, our terminal operator, at both the Cleveland Bulk Terminal and our international cargo terminal next to the stadium downtown to make sure that all the necessary protocols that have been put in place by the CDC are being followed. We're using temperature checking when workers come into the port. We're only allowing essential personnel to the operation, onto both operations, bought the necessary sanitization equipment and supplies to make sure we're wiping down surfaces, not only on equipment that's being used by our labor force, the ILA local folks, but to make sure that things like countertops where the truck drivers check in are also being wiped down. So we're doing everything necessary that we can to prevent the spread or the any anybody on the port who is working getting infected. I appreciate that, Dave. Honestly, it's, it's of the utmost importance that we we do we do those things because again it's not necessarily about us at the port of cleveland it's just making sure that um, as we learn more about this virus as we learn more about symptoms asymptomatic folks how it's transmitted how it's treated and things like that that we're doing the best of our ability to be able to number one help support these jobs but also help support uh the health of our region as well. So thank you for, again, leading that effort for us here at the Port of Cleveland. Will, we know uh, with your work as, as leading the ALGPA, which is the American Great Lakes Port Authorities, and we also know you're, you're the immediate past president of the American Association of Port Authorities, which is which provides you a hemispheric perspective on the trade and, and the inputs and outputs of Port Authority. How do you see this COVID-19 affecting sort of the international supply chains and what, uh, how American ports are going to be able to operate in the short term and maybe even the long term. Thanks, Jade. And it's good to be back with our audience here in 2020. I hope everyone listening is coping well with these unprecedented conditions we're all living through and staying, staying healthy. This situation is really hard to to predict right now. I think in terms of what we've been seeing, and, and as we're recording here today, we're midway through about midway through April, is a general slowdown globally. Supply chains, as you know, are very very complex around the world and 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 quite segmented. So you know the way we look at things is a bit different than. The average person who just wants an Amazon package to show up at their doorstep. What we do at the Port of Cleveland is mostly related to goods that are moving from one industrial plant to another. In the first quarter, things were moving fairly normally, but I think we're going to be seeing a slowdown later in the year. If we just look at steel, for example, which is the dominant industry for our port and on the Great Lakes as well, we are anticipating slowdowns because demand is going to be down. Consumption is going to be down. People are going to be buying fewer cars. Auto plants are already shut down, not producing, which means the demand for steel is going to go down, and that's going to ripple all the way back to the iron ore mines in Minnesota and Michigan, which supply the raw material for making steel. So I think there's no question that 
we will see a drop off in those commodities moving on the Great Lakes. If we widen out the zoom lens and look at consumer goods, which is what most people think about, they're still moving. You know, as we all hunker down at home during this stay-at-home period, for the most part, we're able to receive the things that we're ordering from a grocery store or through some sort of online fulfillment system. So that means that goods are flowing from wherever they've been manufactured, usually through a port because most of these are imported, and then through the U.S. domestic supply chain, through distribution centers, and ultimately to to your doorstep. Some of those consumer goods are certainly going to see decreases. I think apparel, for example, we're not buying as many clothes because we're sitting at home wearing t-shirts and sweatshirts and, you know, we're not worried about what we're wearing to work or we're not worried about, you know, what we're going to wear to some social occasion at the moment. So those in the apparel business, I think, are probably hurting right now. But if you need garbage bags for your house, then you're going to order those. So we're probably going to see overall on the consumer goods side, pretty steep drops, you know, maybe on the order of 20, 30 percent or, or more. And as I mentioned before, that that's definitely going to ripple through the entire supply chain. But the good news is, is that it remains fluid. Goods are moving through ports like the Port of Cleveland, uh, as I mentioned, are more industrially oriented. And, and they're moving through the big container ports that are handling, you know, imports from Asia and, and other parts of the world. It's hard to say how long and how deeply this COVID-19 pandemic is going to affect the world economy right now. Uh, it's very difficult. You know, one, there are a lot of scenarios that people are talking about right now. And, what, you know, one, one of them is the more rosy scenario is perhaps by May and into June, you know, we're able to lift these stay-at-home orders. and People are able to start going out, going to their workplaces, circulating a little more, probably with social distancing and other precautions in place. And life gets back to some semblance of normal. And then there's a more harsh scenario that we don't even want to really think about, which is we have to stay at home longer. We're more restricted in terms of going out when we can go out. You know, our college is going to open up, for example, in, in the fall. You know, those are unknowns at this point. But we're hoping for, for the best. You know, our port, like ports around the world, are, are coping as best we can. As, as Dave just said, we're taking all the precautions we can. It has been difficult to get PPE. Everyone knows that. We hope that manufacturing will ramp up for masks and, and other types of protective equipment. That would certainly be be helpful, but it has been difficult to get our hands on those. And certainly the longshoremen on the docks and others are on the front line. None of us want to keep that equipment away from medical workers, but it'd be nice if we had enough so that everyone could get what they needed. And I do think eventually we'll produce enough of that equipment, but it has been slow in, in coming. And it certainly highlighted the fact that we need to have stockpiles at the ready in inventory, and we need to be able to react faster. If there's anything positive to be taken away from this whole situation, it's that we're all connected. That's how I'm seeing things at the moment and love to be able to get get back to the office here in the next 35, 30, 45 days or so. A lot of Americans understand just the the interconnectedness of our our world economy. 
from this pandemic, from seeing, you know, how slowdowns in factories in Asia could lead to shortages of goods, not even finished goods here, but the input for some of the finished goods or the needed necessary things for just how we go about everyday life. And I think that, you know, we will end up correcting that and making enough wherever we're going to make it at. But it's, it's definitely something now that we all, all had to deal with that impact from, you know, going to the grocery store to trying to find a N95 mask at Home Depot right now. Dave, when we look at what cargoes we expect for this year, I'm thinking there was probably a pre-COVID-19 projection. And now we're beginning to see post or concurrent with COVID-19 projections. What are some of the cargoes you think may be negatively affected on the import or export side? Well, thanks, Jade. As, uh, as Will alluded to, the primary cargo we handle on an import standpoint is non-containerized steel. And that will be greatly affected, actually, in, in our bulk terminal, too, greatly affected by what's going on in the manufacturing industry. So if you take the automotive industry as a specific example with many, if not most, of the automotive plants around the country, and specifically the Midwest being either shut down completely or significantly scaled back, that decreases the demand for certain types of steel. Um, so what we may uh, have forecasted may change significantly here in the next month. Now, the Great Lakes, as most of our followers know, is a seasonal system. So we're just starting our season right now. We just had our first ship in last week. We had a couple more this week. And right now we're forecasting our volumes to be fairly close to what they've been the last couple of years through the middle of May. And the reason for that is because most of those orders on those initial ships that come into the system have been placed in November, December. So those orders are filled, waiting at manufacturing plants in Europe to move on vessels that typically leave early to mid-March and then arrive in the Great Lakes late March, early April. Unfortunately, nobody right now can forecast reliably as to what's going to happen after mid-May once those first wave of initial orders are completed. Much depends on what the governors decide in the Great Lakes region on the stay-at-home orders that are in place right now and when folks can go back to work. We're also going to be affected at our bulk terminal because the majority of that business is iron ore that comes down from the ranges up in the northern Great Lakes. We just heard recently that ArcelorMittal will be shutting down one of their blast furnaces at their mill in Cleveland. We don't have specific word yet on what the volume repercussions will be to our bulk facility. And there's going to be other steel mills around the Great Lakes that are affected in the same regard, maybe at different mines where they get their product. I believe our, you know, because our container operation is somewhat smaller, obviously, or much smaller than the coastal ports. That may be affected. We had a container ship come in last week. So right now, we, we really don't know. It's hard for anybody to predict. The conversations I've had with our customers is it'll probably be another month until these stay-at-home orders are figured out before we have definitive word as to how our volumes are going to be affected the rest of the year. Right now, we know what they're going to be until mid-May on the general cargo side. We know our volumes will stay steady through the bulk terminal for the iron ore through early July because of the inventory that's been built up at the mines up in the northern Great Lakes. Beyond that, it's a waiting game right now, unfortunately. But we are optimistic that once folks get back to work, things will ramp up pretty quickly after that. 
And when you say that ramp up, are you talking more quarter or are you talking throughout the rest of the season until December? From what I'm hearing, the ramp up could happen pretty quickly. I mean, the manufacturing plants, they want to get back to work as soon as they can. We have inventory right now coming in because the manufacturing plants are idle that may be sitting. And as soon as the trucking companies and the supply chain gets back up and running, that product will start rolling into the plants. The workers will be back ready to go. And hopefully within, you know, maybe 30 to 45 days, volumes should get back to normal, um, at least locally. Now, getting the product here from the origins across the Atlantic and places like Europe and other parts of the world, that may take a little longer. But I don't think that once they announce the restart of everything, so to speak, that hopefully it shouldn't take too long to get back to normal. When that is, is anybody's guess right now. I'm hoping for a lot of reasons, it's sooner rather than later. I just know as of this taping, we were looking at millions of unemployment claims and things like that. However, goods are still flowing. And so I'm hoping that can be ramped right back up, that people will be ready to go right back into the workforce. And also with some of the other things that may you know, we may be doing more production here. We may be doing more production of different things here in the state, even at some of our existing companies and plants right now. So that may hopefully we we get to a point where we're, there's going to be even more opportunity. Now, from a Great Lakes in, in general, and I say Great Lakes in general, I'm talking about St. Lawrence Seaway, our five Great Lakes, just from the port industry. This, is, this question is for Dave or Will. I anticipate there's going to be some changes, at least in the short term, for the general seaway. Is that going to be cruise ships or maybe some emergency cargoes? Are we hearing about maybe stop or start of special projects and special pro- cargoes that may come that, that may be coming or no longer coming due to the COVID-19 pandemic? That's something you guys are hearing or something we should be on the lookout for as, you know, Great Lakes maritime stakeholders? On a cruise ship perspective, that part of the industry has totally been shut down for right now. We know Mm -hmm. that we won't see any cruise ships before the end of July due to some decisions that have been made further up the seaway. And we anticipated Mm -hmm. that when this whole situation started a month ago, a little over a month ago, however long it's been. As you can imagine, throughout the global tourism industry, things have been completely shut down. You don't want what, what is for us on our cruise ships that come in, hundreds of passengers, Put together at the same time with the infection spreading the way it has and globally thousands of people on cruise ships. So we anticipated that hopefully maybe by the end of the year we'll see a few, but that has yet to be determined. As of right now, we really haven't heard of any special projects coming in out of what would normally come into the Great Lakes in general throughout past years. We just hope as things get back up and running, maybe there will be some improvements made to manufacturing plants, machinery on on assembly lines replaced, and maybe there's more inspections of equipment going on right now and that sort of thing. So we're hopeful that things ramp up and we start seeing those project cargoes again right now. But for right now, we're just waiting to see how soon things will get restarted. There could be opportunity, just like shale gas has been sort of for our port with just the amount of pipes and uh, equipment and heavy, heavy, heavy equipment when you start talking about generators and actual electricity generating units has been for, for our port. There could be similar effects when you think about the ramping back up manufacturing, replacing equipment. So maybe possibly bringing in new equipment to 
expand and things like that to do other products. Right. What may happen is the, the, the coastal ports and the large ports in the industry around the world right now, I was just reading some information yesterday. There's a report that's put out every week or twice a month that shows that some of the major ports right now, the waiting times at those ports to get labor and the vessels unloaded is down 20%. Now, what that means is that port activity is significantly down because volumes of cargo moving around the world are down. So when things ramp up, if it ramps up quickly and cargo starts to move again, there's going to be a huge demand for resources at the coastal ports, and the waiting times will go up significantly. So that gives ports like Cleveland and the Great Lakes a very good opportunity to say, hey, look, you know, we are an alternative to those large coastal ports who already see a lot of congestion during normal times. Now it's going to get even more exacerbated when things ramp back up. So look at us come further into your further into the Midwest where we're located closer to your customers. We can take care of those cargoes, get them discharged and out to the customers very quickly and you don't have any waiting times. You may see a a shift in how supply chains work as a result of this and smaller niche ports like Cleveland closer to the Midwest customer base and a lot of the manufacturing areas in the U.S. become maybe more prevalent in the global supply chain. We definitely at the Port of Cleveland uh, definitely try to stay front and center on doing whatever we can to work with stakeholders in order to facilitate increased trade and facilitate getting back to normal quote unquote, as economically as fast as possible. So thanks for explaining that, Dave. And to more on that point, in what ways do you guys see us as the Port of Cleveland remaining the premier port on the Great Lakes? Or what do importers and exporters need to know as we navigate through this uncertain time as far as our operations or the impact to our operations or how we have maintained and plan to maintain these operations? So one of the reasons we consider ourselves in great position on the Great Lakes is just from our geographic location, frankly, more what we like to refer to as the first port in, last port out. So once you get through the Welland Canal into the Great Lakes, we're the first major port that vessels are going to see. And that puts us in a good position to get goods off quicker, to customers quicker for imports and on vessels and out the system and back to the global economy quicker. Even though things are a little slower right now, and there's a lot of uncertainty. We have a number of construction projects that we have going on to make sure that we stay the premier port on the Great Lakes and to even grow our stature. We're in the process of just starting a reconstruction and remodel of our main gate. Right now, we're basically one lane in, one lane out. That will double by the end of the year, early next year. That project will kick off here in the next 15 to 30 days. We're starting, thanks to a federal grant we were recently awarded, a rebuild of two of our docks, our main docks, Dock 24 and 26, where a lot of our cargo moves through. And that will be done here in the next year and a half or so. That's going to be a two-stage process. And at our bulk terminal, we're extending our ore tunnel to accommodate additional volumes at that facility due to the way that the steel mill here locally wants to take their ore. So we're preparing ourselves right now for growth even though we're at a time of uncertainty. We can't afford, nor can any port, frankly, 
afford to kind of rest on their laurels. We always have to prove to our customers and stakeholders that we are in position to grow as they grow and handle more cargo and make us more attractive to different spokes in the supply chain, so to speak. We're going to definitely maintain full operations throughout these upgrades as well. When do we anticipate being completely done? So the main gate project should be done and ready to start the 2021 season. Rebuild of Dock 26 should be done by the beginning of next season as well. And the rebuild of Dock 24 should be done by the beginning of the 2022 season. The ore tunnel extension project will be ready by the beginning of the 21 season as well. I think that's all good to know and good to highlight. And I imagine that, you know, our our partners uh, throughout the Great Lakes and and stakeholders are specific to the Port of Cleveland are going to be glad that we're still all working and still open and still taking ships in and still moving cargo. I think having that capacity will just be critical for our economic revitalization uh, post-COVID. One thing that you mentioned, Jade, is very important during these projects. We want to make sure our customers know and we'll be communicating to them that this will not have an effect on the ability to handle cargo. We anticipate handling cargo just as efficiently during the projects as we have in the past, and that'll only improve when these projects are completed. So we appreciate their support and their willingness to continue moving cargo through the Port of Cleveland as we always are looking to improve our terminals. It's critical as we again, are just looking to compete internationally, are looking to compete for the region uh, to bring in more and more cargoes into the Great Lakes. And Dave, I want to thank you for coming on to Great Lakes Forward. I know this is an interesting time, lots of conference calls, but we see this podcast as a way to make sure that everyone involved with Great Lakes Commerce, everyone involved here in Northeast Ohio in the economic development atmosphere Here's from us, here's from some of the things we're doing at the Port of Cleveland in order to make sure that we are not only the global green port of the Great Lakes, but that we're living fully our economic development mission here at the Port of Cleveland. So again, Dave Gutow, Chief Commercial Officer at the Port of Cleveland, I want to thank you for coming on. Will Friedman, thanks again. We look forward to having Will in episode two. And until then, I'm Jay Davis signing off for Great Lakes Forward. Where we're just beginning. Look forward, look for us for the rest of this year, the shipping season, as we continue to take you around the the region. Have a great. The Port of Cleveland is one of the largest ports on the Great Lakes. Over twenty thousand jobs and three and a half billion dollars in annual economic activity are tied to roughly thirteen million tons of cargo that move through Cleveland Harbor each year. The Port of Cleveland is the only local government agency whose sole mission is to spur job creation and economic vitality in Cuyahoga County and Northeast Ohio. The Port is the economic engine for the community, a key to Northeast Ohio's global competitiveness, and a crucial partner in building Cuyahoga County's future. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at at Port of Cleveland. And on LinkedIn, you can find us at our official name, which is the Cleveland Cuyahoga County Port Authority. Follow us there and also subscribe to this podcast. Technical support and audio production provided by Shark and Minnow. Great Lakes Forward is sponsored by Logistech, the terminal operator of the Port of Cleveland.